It'd yes. be much better if it was punch you in the Nads Day. I'd like that after yesterday. I the know. Shark, the pirate thing. Yeah, yeah, that was yesterday thing. for Torque. Do they have any uh, videos of stupid people doing that? I didn't see any. No, I, no, I didn't because either. Because if you were a Long John Silver and the way things trend, because it's all about trending. You see yesterday we talked about the story of the Instagram. She goes, I'm Instagram famous, bitch. Remember that? Oh, no, she called him bum. Well, bum. Or whatever. Okay. I like mine better. But, yeah, <laughs> bum. She called him bum. Did you know she shut her Instagram down? I don't know if it's up now, but she was getting so many fan hits, likes, messages. What? Did it almost did that shut down her Instagram side, or know. did she shut it down herself? I think she might have shut it down herself. It was just too much. Is she back, Rich? She, uh, I haven't seen her back, but there were some people. But she was down, I mean, right? Yeah, she was down. Obviously, people will then take it as a chance to be rude anytime you go viral and stuff like that. So you want to be Instagram famous, here's what you wanted. Because that's kind of what it's about is trend for some, the younger kids, trending on Instagram. It doesn't It doesn't matter if it makes you look good or bad as long as you're trending. Yeah. As long as your name is out there. That's, that's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? So I would think, <laughs> yeah, I would think for like Long John Silver, if you just had someone rolling like on people acting like a pirate, you could trend. Should have just had a bunch of people doing the Jack Sparrow run from restaurant to restaurant. Uh, that, yeah. that would have been, you know what? Yep. That would have been funny. Why is the rum my... gone? Why is the rum gone? I bet you that if someone did that, they would trend. If they did a little TikTok video. I watch those TikToks of the people running like Jack Sparrow through places. I'm telling you. That could, is the best run ever. <laughs> yeah, you could <laughs> hate on TikTok and, oh, the Chinese have our info. They have our info already. Regardless of TikTok. Yes, yes. They're getting on Instagram. And this whole thing is, folks, if you don't know what's going on with it, the true story is, and Adam Curry talked about this, and he's the first podcaster that the all the other social media sites were upset because the TikTok algorithm. So they went to the lawmakers and then the lobbyists, and, you know, they got the money, and they're putting in everyone's ear that TikTok, it's a Chinese company. Of course, they're, they're all communista or paying to a higher power there. But then they got into someone's ear about selling information. China, it's bad. It's China. They're well, taking they're all, all our information. They're selling it to people. They're all doing it, folks. All the social media. doesn't matter what platform you're on. Yeah. You are exposed. No, no. When you go from TikTok to Pornhub, there is nobody tracking your information. (laughs) Oh, Rich. Social media, Rich. (laughs) It's social. Uh, Of course it is for some. YouTube is real bad, though, too. Of what? Selling info? Yeah. Yeah, they all sell the info. And every kid is on YouTube now. They, like... They don't watch television anymore, kids. No. They'll watch clips and stuff on YouTube and TikTok instead of watching episodes. And then if they see a clip of a show they like, they might watch the show. Yeah, my daughter, she watches, I mean, constantly, she says she goes down the YouTube rabbit hole. Depending on what she's watching or what genre she's looking at or she she says five hours, I am down that rabbit hole. She doesn't even watch TV. Yeah. Everything, everything is an app. Everything is on her phone, her tablet, <laughs> laptop. I'll walk into my kids' rooms, and they'll be watching an episode on their phone or tablet. Both of my kids have 42-inch televisions in their room. YouTube is an app on your TV. And they still still want to watch it right here.
Well, because they can take it to the bathroom. They, they can, can take it outside. Yeah. This app. Yeah. What's uh, the app where you I, all watch the same thing? I'm not. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. My the daughter name. might be up and listening. It's, How it's closely, an app. Rich, do you and even you, Torg, watch your kids and what they're doing and what apps they're downloading? And well, I have the. It comes on my phone. Yeah, it comes okay. on my phone. They don't know it. Well, see, I've got a. I got an adult. I'm a 32 year old. Yeah. So I. <laughs> yeah, you track everything. I track everything. Yeah, like I can see their move when my wa- when my daughter goes out the house today. There's an alert. Have I you, don't go that far, but yeah, uh, I can track. Have you line. ever like something popped up? Went oh, okay, we're gonna have to have a little discussion yep. here. Have you really? Yeah, it's just certain YouTube things. Like it, like it was big during the COVID times when stuff was sure um, self harm things and oh, stuff like that. Oh yeah, so okay. There's a lot of things on YouTube that. You can set parental guidelines for things. But I, I thought you were going to say something like, you know, Googling big butts or something. <laughs> That's a son. Oh, that, okay. yeah, yeah, so my yeah. son's a little bit older. That's and there was rich a girl, using his son's phone. <laughs> we have quality time on Friday night. And there's no, there's um, there was some girl gamer that would play these games. And he was like, I'm just watching her for the game. Sure you are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they go through phases. My youngest went through a phase where he'd watch people play games. Like Fortnite, they kind of go through phases. Well, there's, yeah. well, there's always that that time in a boy's life where it goes baseball to boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that's how that guy Ninja got so popular. There's a guy Ninja who's a professional, uh, is he Fortnite player? And he's got like 20 million followers and he makes, honest to God, like 20, 50 million a year. And it's through endorsements. It's through tournaments. But mostly his YouTube channel, people watching him. Yeah. E-commerce. My son, big. my son would watch. Yeah, that stuff. Christy, you could make serious cash because you're on Facebook a lot. You know, you could do. Uh, Believe me, I'm think I'm trying to figure out something that I can do. No, but all you have to do is it's it's simple. So, Homage does this, the T-shirt company, where they you hook up with a company who is very uh, aggressive on social media, big social media presence, and what you would do is you'd contact Homage because they do it with people, media members. And they would give you a link and say, hey, every time you do a post, Gypsy Kings would be an example. Hey, Gypsy Kings playing this Friday at Benny's. Underneath that post, you would put a link to homage, the shirts. People click the link. If they buy the shirt, you get 20%. Companies do this like crazy. I had a. I should have known that because well, I know that you're always looking for some kind of side hunt to make extra money. But I'm not doing this. But I had a sunglass company contact me and say, "Hey, we're going to ship you sunglasses, high-end sunglasses, just for you. And these are the we want. We're going to send you your own link, kind of like FanDuel.com/slash/Torg, right? Okay. That's an that's kind of like an e. Um, Affiliate marketing, they call it. I'm sorry. I called it e-commerce. I'm stupid. That's okay. It's called affiliate marketing. Well, that makes so, sense. Being affiliated with the yes. company. Yeah. So I put that link. I'm kind of an affiliate marketer of FanDuel in a way, even though I'm, I'm endorsing them, but I'm doing a on-air spot. I could also endorse Homage by, if it was homage.com slash Torg, they would create a URL for me, and then every time someone clicks it, I would get 10%. Okay. They do that for people on Twitter if you have over 10,000 followers, and then there's different tiers for it. Okay. And then Facebook does it as well. So, Christy, you could easily research. Because I got 5,000 followers on Yeah, you could. Oh, I'm sorry, 4,999. I pissed somebody off. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You could easily, Christy, uh, research which companies pay social media influencers. You could easily look this up. 
email them, and then they would send you your personalized link, and then you would be able to track who clicks that link, who bought from that link, and how much money they owe you. Okay, I'm, I'm writing all this down. I, I'm There's taking five percent. I'm taking a free oh, lunch. Oh no! I'm <laughs> taking a free lunch, Mister <laughs> Wonderful lunch. over yes. there. <laughs> a free bottle of something. A vodka. Pay you in perpetuity. Yes. Going well, what kind of vodka do you like? Because if I can Tito's. make, no, if I can, can make an extra ten dollars a month, I'm all for you it. You know, on TikTok and Instagram, you cannot. Uh, on Instagram, you can't Instagram live unless you get, what, like 5,000 followers, Rich? I think so, yes. Because I was going to Instagram live something, and then they say, no, you can only Instagram live if you have, like, 5,000 followers. Okay. I, I don't know. Because you can Instagram live and make money off it. And there there's people who work full-time, like celebrities, like work full-time on your social media game, and then you get followers, and then you make money off it. Oh. Oh, it's a huge business. It well, is of course a huge it is. business. It's a whole new world out there. Where yes. They, they get on a, or get off. Yeah. Social media <laughs> get hustle. Comedians do it a lot where they sell t-shirts. I was just talking to a comedian the other day, uh, yesterday, who's coming to town, and he's not coming into town for our show. He's coming in later, who said, I'm in the t-shirt, selling my t-shirt game. I go, how are you doing? He goes, well, at the shows and then social media. And I just put links on my clips, and then people buy my t-shirts. They're okay. I got a YouTube clip I put out, a minute YouTube, a minute TikTok, a minute Instagram, and then people click on it. Mark Norman is a master at it, where you watch a clip of Mark Norman or his YouTube, spe- his YouTube special that had like 10 million hits, and on the bottom of the YouTube special, 10 million views, and then he's got to click to a store. Because it used to be you had to go to the show and go outside and wait for the table that had their merch set up and whatnot, but now they all use TikTok to do their... Like Matt Reif is on TikTok all okay. over the place. He's a master of it. And and you weren't at the show, but you saw the show because it's on TikTok for the most part. Click the link and you can buy the same stuff there. That- yeah, he's been showing up a lot on my TikTok. Yeah. Are you doing that on your social media about Gypsy Kings merch? Uh, I, You know what? I should because I didn't really understand yeah, until you, you just explained it to me. Every single uh, post you put just underneath, just put a link to the store. And then you could even at the end. Well, we don't have Gypsy a King- store. Store. Well, create one. Okay. Well, I know. We're getting Jimmy's a website smart. together. Yeah, get a website. You put a link to the... We do it here. We have an interview up. We post the interview, a little clip of the interview, and under there, there's a link to listen to the full podcast. Okay. Yeah. There, we just gave everybody a lesson. Send us bottles of booze. <laughs> More payment. Yes. Torg and I, vodka. Yes, vodka. Oh, no, no. Me. Jerry used panties. Yes, used yes, panties. Used panties. <laughs> Lightly used. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Preferably sealed in a Ziploc, yes. so he gets the full aroma. <laughs> yes. Uh, big show today, tickets, and Michael Evans replay next. From your QFN Body 6 Sears Heating and Cooling Weather Center, Sears Heating and Cooling, 100% relief, 0% financing. Hey, sunshine today at a high 81, partly cloudy tonight, 56 your low, and sunshine warmer for Thursday at a high of 84. This might be the last gasp of Indian summer. Uh, it is 59. Native American a Native summer, American summer. Yes, I got I'm written sorry. up last week when I used the term Eskimo. Oh, oh okay. Eskimo sorry. kiss. Um, it should be indigenous people kiss. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, I had a talking to. I got sat down. Hand slapped. Um, what do you do then? This is just uh, throwing it out there to people. What do you do when you don't have AC on during the day, obviously, right? Right. And then at night it gets into the 50s. Do you turn the heat on or what do you do? See, mine is automatic. So if it goes below a certain or above a certain temperature, either the AC will kick on or the heat will automatically kick on. 
Yeah, see, I don't have. Oh, I probably have it, but I'm too dumb. To so my lazy. thermostat right now is set at 71. So your heat turns on and off. And uh huh. Yes. Is that good for your system? Well, yeah, it's the most efficient. My wife literally just texted me asking, do we turn the air back on today? <laughs> because it's going to be about 80. Yeah, so, I don't. But overnight, then, it's going to drop to the temperature swing. Then it's going to get to 50. Yeah. So what do you do? So we're air conditioning for the most part if it reach, if it's above 75 during the day. And then when do you turn the heat on? Not until the highs are in the 50s. Then we just open windows. Gotcha. Yeah, I kind of do the same thing. But yeah, so I've got a heat pump and it uh, takes care of everything automatically. You're right, though. When you turn it on, a little it's good for it because I remember as a kid, you always knew when the weather was turning because I could smell in my parents' house yeah, the, the first heat. time. Yeah, yeah, the first time. Yeah. Well, it's 59 right now. Hey, Guess who has the Rona? Governor Mike DeWine testing positive around 5.30 yesterday afternoon. And according uh, to his gonna office. He's going to shut us down four to six weeks to flatten the curb. Now, he was experiencing mild symptoms, but he continued through his work day. His symptoms worsened. He had a fever around 101. Uh, his crew says he's resting at home. So health officials say the current strain of COVID-19 pretty much shows itself as a head cold. Then just call it a head cold. So the Ohio Department of Health advising testing, even if you think it is just a minor cold. Well, why don't we just, it's COVID. That it's co- yes. But just tell everybody to be aware. I think it's like everything. Like, do you, uh, like when you're elderly, people die from pneumonia. Mm-hmm. But if you're younger, you don't die from pneumonia. So, and I'm not comparing the two, but I can compare the newer COVID that you're not likely to die from COVID. But if you're older, beware. Yeah. Just like anything when you're older, you get an infection. You could die, you know? So I think it's got to be in the kind of the beware if you're elderly. God, when I get old, I'm not going to touch anything. <laughs> We're just going to wrap you in a plastic yeah. bubble. I can't believe the wine was out past 10 p.m. because that's the only time it spreads, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. after 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, federal prosecutors are looking into the perks of being Elon Musk as part of a criminal investigation into personal benefits he's been given by Tesla, including a proposed house. So this potential house in question was part of the Project 42, which outlined a massive glass house that was supposed to be constructed near Austin. So Musk said on X, of course he did, that there is no glass house built under construction or planned. Tesla is one of several companies that has been questioned about perks for executives. They are recently. after him, man. He they is are. not following along. Yeah, that he's not playing me. nice. That worries me about you add 85,000 IRS agents, it worries me. Like if you're, you're weaponizing the government to go against those who don't fall in yeah, line. Yeah, like, are you going to... Do you remember the guy, and I think he was... Um, oh, I forgot what it is, but he was running for president. You know, he was in the primaries in the Democratic side. And then he released all those names, the donors of Trump. And then everybody got, like, all... I wonder if they look at... Don't, not that I've ever given to anybody, but... I, funny, if they I haven't start, either. I've never given to a, yeah, a campaign. If they look at like donors, if you've given money to your political rival, if they're going to investigate you or if you're registered, didn't they do that against Obama? Didn't they go after companies who gave donations? Well, they're doing to the it Republican now. They're going yeah, they're, anybody who any companies or any person that's given money to Trump or, or Biden. It doesn't matter. All that is public knowledge. And they'll dig up whatever they can. That's scary because they're going after Elon because of the Twitter file. Uh huh. And they're, he's not following the narrative of what Facebook did and what Twitter did before, and now they're going after them. 
you could find anything on any business, like a, an accounting can. error, if you're really looking. I've yes. seen enough TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, hey, we were just talking. I about- watch Law and Order. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about uh, Fortnite. Parents who got jammed because their kids bought virtual gear without their knowledge on Fortnite could soon be getting a refund, as the FTC announced last year. If you remember, Epic Games would pay 520 million in penalties and refunds to people who were tricked into making those unplanned purchases. And now it is time to pay up. So if you are a part of this cluster mess, you might be eligible for your part of $245 million in customer refunds. Really? To see, to see if you have a case, you are invited to visit ftc.gov slash Fortnite for more information. So if your kids were a part of that. Boy, my kid, you know, my old, you would think my oldest who's 17 rarely ever, got into a phase maybe for a year, but never played video games. See, my, never. Oh. My youngest does with his buddies. But my oldest, maybe like a year, and that was it, just doesn't play video games. My kid, it was, well, when she was growing up in the 90s, it was the Game Boy. And she had the yeah. Game Boy, and she had all the cartridges. She had the big old bag that you carried around and had all the, you know, the 30 different games in there. Girls play video games now. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Girls play Fortnite. Fortnite may be the most brilliantly marketed game ever because yeah. it's free. Yeah. And they, well, they, until you get stuck buying no, but all that's, the stuff. That's what it is. You buy, you buy you, all the stuff. Because you pay 60 bucks for a regular video game now for kids, or you get this free one. Oh, because it was free, just buy me this $10 starter pack. And, yeah. and then before you know it, you got a second mortgage. Yep, they sucker you in. Yeah. QFN Mighty 6 Kemba Financial Credit Union Traffic. Looking good this morning. We are accident-free, no major slowdowns, and it's all brought to you by Kissling, Nestico, and Reddick. Hurt in a car? Call KNR. KNR gets you the help you need when you need it after a car, truck, or motorcycle crash. Call 1 800 Hurt Now or go to KNRLegal.com. Here are your hot five cuts for your Wednesday. Cut number one the Spit and Chicklets podcast. They were the guys <laughs> who first reported the Mike Babcock phone Boone Jenner situation. Well, yesterday was the first episode since Mike Babcock stepped down. Last week, we said what we said in the podcast, and obviously we were very animated about it, and we did so based on what I had heard at that point. Never did I call for Babcock to get fired on the last podcast. I didn't give a flying f*** if he stuck around. Babcock's future didn't lie in my hands. It lied in the hands of the younger players in which he did even worse to that didn't come out and that still has been under wraps in which probably because they want to protect these guys and just what they should be doing focusing on hockey. My biggest ask here moving forward is any media member that steps around the team don't ask him about this anymore. Leave these players alone. This happened before training camp. The right guy is in the position now in Pascal Vincent. If you're thinking, oh, this is cancel culture. No. This is a guy who's been known to do this doing the exact same after going away for four years who just didn't learn his lesson. We don't want to see these younger players grow through this bullshit anymore. And we think that with this situation coming out, it's going to send a message to that old boys club, the ones that are still around, that if you do step out of line again, we're going to fucking bend you over. No spit. No lube, sandpaper finish. All right, we could cut that out. Next I think five. we could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he made it a story. You reported it, and when you report stories, there's repercussions of the story. They wanted to get revenge. 
They wanted Babcock out, and I know he says, "Well, I didn't want, I didn't demand they fire him." But well, what you did made, you think was going to happen? Exactly when they investigated it, it's like any time you want to take revenge on someone, there's other, there's collateral damage. Yeah, you float something out there, you know, is going to get traction, and then, oh, I didn't think that we did. That's not what we want. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, there's a guy out there who I don't like that I could absolutely destroy. I know so much stuff on this person. Some people are fooled by this person. Some people aren't. I could absolutely destroy this person, but the dude's got a family. He's got, why do I want to be in the new? Why do I want to bring it on myself? Why do I want You're to tell someone? You're not that petty, usually. I am. I am. <laughs> the revenge king right there. But in this case, there's other factors. And right. It's just, is it worth it? So in this case, these two guys were so hell-bent to get Mike Babcock that they didn't realize, holy crap, there's other people involved. And now these young guys for the Blue Jackets are going to have to take it. And this story might come out. And there might be people. I had a longtime hockey reporter in a different market, Christy, write to me on Facebook and said, hey, what's the real scoop here? Who are the young guys? What was he doing to the young guys? Can you throw me a nugget? I'm working on the story. And I just said, hey, man, really? It's not my gig. I don't do sports radio anymore. Uh, I don't know. This is, you know, you hear this, you hear that, but I don't know, so I can't tell you I anything. can't definitively tell you what's going so on. So there are people digging into this story, and unfortunately, it is going to get out eventually who the young guys are, and it might be these old school hockey fans might give them crap on social media. He should have thought of this before you ran your revenge little thing. There you go. And because of it, unfortunately, these young guys, and they, they're innocent in this. All they want is this to stop being bullied. Unfortunately, they're going to get dragged through it on this at some point. Maybe not now, but... At some point down the road. Yep. Clip number two, Deion Sanders talks about the death threats against Colorado State player and says, hey, listen, there's no room for that. Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. He made a tremendous uh, hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it he was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. That that's This is still a young man trying to make it in life, a guy that's trying to live his dream and hopefully graduate with honors or degree, uh, committed to excellence, and go to the NFL. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. At the end of the day, this is a game. God, what is wrong with us? It's crazy. You look it at, isn't just insane. I talked about it yesterday, that video that went viral of these elderly couple. They were elderly. They're like over 75 walking into a Vikings game. Guy's old, wants to see his team play. And the Philly fans yelling, spitting, thinking like they were going to punch him. What mean, about the Patriots? Them. The Patriots, the, the dude died. Oh, yeah, the punch, the yeah. Patriots, look at the, uh, remember the Giants and the Dodgers? And that guy who was yeah. par- uh, oh in a coma. I mean, he yeah, was. Yeah, now he's kind of still has brain function injuries. This was in the nineties. Remember that guy? I do remember that he was walking outside the stadium, and they wasn't he jumped and yeah, they yeah. beat him to a pulp. Steelers Monday night game. Lady starts hitting the guy in the face. He hit her back and. Wasn't there a nine-year-old Jets fan that got pushed to the ground by a Browns fan up in Cleveland? Yeah, I went to the Muni lot as a Vikings fan. I turned right around. I thought I was going to get I've I've honest to god I'm not exaggerating thought I was going to get beat up just by wearing a jersey at least 10 times in other stadiums just for showing up and wearing a jersey. It, it's so funny it's hit or miss like there's certain tailgates that 
couldn't be more friendly when you're like the opposing yeah. people. And then there's certain ones where you do feel like you're just walking on edge the whole time. Oh, that is just uh, how. Even when they come in the town. Wow. You just want to watch a football game. Yeah. yeah. Even when the opposing teams come in the town, like I'll, some of the nicest fans I've ever come across here were Nebraska and Oklahoma fans. Like, yeah, it's insane, man. It's really just like out of control. You know, I'll give kudos to Cincinnati. They have really improved their security. I did not feel un- – I felt unsafe there a few times, and then I went back last year for a game. Didn't uh, – now, granted, there was 40% Vikings fans, so I think okay. if they messed with us, it would have been a big brouhaha. They like picking on the, the smaller fan base. But I tell you what, they have really upped their security game. Well, the last time – that's when I saw the Bengals Colts, and this was, I don't know, 15 years ago. But, yeah, it was down in Cincinnati, and there was no problems whatsoever. It was a fun day. Colts fans are nice, by of the way. Of course we are. You can feel well. We had Tony Dungy safe. as our coach. Are you kidding? We just, you know, bowed they our head and prayed a little bit. Up. Yeah. They thank you for showing up in Indianapolis. <laughs> yes, they do. Super nice. <laughs> Cut number three. He's my favorite senator, not because I agree or disagree with him, because he wears sweatpants to work. Senator Fetterman, while they let him out and about talking about the auto worker strike. The CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at $74 million, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to, to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, I don't know. Yeah, see, people thought there, there, there's a conspiracy that it's a new guy, that they have like a Dave situation in the movie. That clip there proves it's the same it's Fetterman. The, it's the same Fetterman. That is just okay. The same Fetterman. We got him. Mm. And he's wearing sw- hoodies again. Get back to basics, buddy. I, I got to say, st- he was in his hoodie. Yeah, yeah. he was. If he it wants was. an endorsement from me, you wear sweatpants and hoodies. You got my endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> Clip number four. So, in the early days of music with Carlos Santana, uh, he had a really hard time uh, gelling with his musician friends because, well, they were all pot smokers and he didn't do that. So what changed? Well, here's Carlos talking about the first time that he took a toke. You know, I've been around marijuana all my life since I was a child, but I never toked. And so I kept telling Ron and Stan, you're building a band around me. And I noticed that they smoke weed and I don't smoke weed. And every time they smoke weed, they don't play the same song twice. They play it differently and and they forget things. and, (laughs) And I wish they wouldn't smoke pot. Learn the damn song right and play it correctly, you know. And they they looked at me like, damn. So they roll a joint about that big and just left it there. They said, we're going to go get uh, some lunch, man. We'll be right back in. So I finally went, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. (laughs) Cut number five. Christy, one of your favorite bands, Dokken. Dokken. New single called Gypsy. I was in her arms. Be 
Don, give it to me. I think the vocals are kind of a little. Well, listen, Don's not the voice that he was. Yeah. You know. And where's George Lynch? Uh, but it's all right. The oh. album, go- by the way, it's uh, the album. I think Heaven Heaven comes down. It's out October 27th. And Arch is going to be waiting outside the record store oh, yeah. for it. And that's your hot five. Read a interesting article today involving a artist's birthday. Chuck Panazzo of Styx, one of the founding members. Oh, yeah. And he comes out and he does about three, four songs a show and tours with Styx. And this year, in this article, they're talking about the 40th anniversary of Styx's album, the final album of the original guys. You know, they replaced their lead singer mid-70s with Tommy Shaw, but they had the same group that made him successful. And then Kilroy was here. <laughs> Kind of destroyed the band. Here's Tommy Shaw talking about Kilroy was here. It's a great concept. It just wasn't a great experience. That was always my hang up with it. It wasn't a great band experience. So I think it maybe suffered a little bit because of that. Now, if you went on the tour and it was too young for me, but it was a concept album where they made, they wore outfits. <laughs> and I'm sure uh, Dennis DeYoung was... Uh, he was the he driving was, force. Yeah, of course he was. It was all Everything had Dennis's. to be big theatrics. Yes. If you saw the video, Mr. Roboto, you get what I'm saying. J.Y. hated. I've, I've had conversations with J.Y. They absolutely hated doing the album. Tommy's right. Going out on tour with the album. You know, they did a big tour. And eventually... Did, to- did Tommy, Tommy leave quit. after that? Yeah, he Tommy quit. Tommy left. And now Dennis DeYoung in this article claims that Styx wanted to move on without Tommy. I do not know mm, if that's real. No, I don't think that's the case at all. Because Styx moved on without Dennis when they reunited. They reunited, and then Dennis didn't want to tour, so then they just replaced him, and they continued to tour. And what's so funny is they brought it back. Now, they didn't play Mr. Roboto at the State Fair, but when we saw them down at Riverbend. No, they played Mr. Roboto at the State Fair. Did they? Yeah. Okay. They played Mr. Roboto. When I first met JY in the early 2000s, he told me, I think I met him for the first time like 1999 or something like that. He told me they would, the band would, two things. Dennis DeYoung would never be back in the band and they would never play Mr. Roboto. And I think it was 2018 they started playing Mr. Roboto again. Here's, here's if you miss, you know this tune. Well, I tell you, rock stations all over the country, it was sticks and they were playing it. Whether you liked it or not, they were playing it. But now it has that charm to it. Yes. Every time I hear that song, I think of the bad movie, the other movie Napoleon Dynamite was in with Will Ferrell, the ice skating movie. Oh, God, uh, Blades, uh, yeah. Blades of Glory. Yes. You know what it reminds <laughs> me of? Of another iconic artist who was just a bad kind of like concept song and you heard it the A to Z weekend, Abracadabra. Oh, like Genesis. Abracadabra does no. It's oh, no, I'm Steve sorry, Miller. Steve Miller. I'm it sorry. It doesn't even sound like Steve Miller. 
I'm thinking Gonna Babacab. reach out and grab you. I remember listening to that as a teenager going, or a kid going, Steve Miller rocking you? I mean, <laughs> the Joker? like an eagle, the Joker, and he puts out abracadabra? Yeah. Huh? What the hell is that? Pretty lame. Kind of like sticks and it just Mr. Went, Roboto. It went against everything that they had done before, their sound. And you so, could tell that that was, yeah, that was all Dennis DeYoung. So they're calling Kilroy Was Here the album that killed sticks. Now, obviously, they're very successful. They sold out our birthday show. They sell out every show they play. Or do we say that the album that kind of it's jumped the, the shark? Album. It's their worst album. Yeah. I think every band has a worst album. And some have more than one yes. album. And how they You're co- correct. continue making more. Yeah. Well, you just think, okay, that's just bad. Let's just, we've done it before. Let's go back at it. Now, didn't every member of Sticks do a solo album? No. No, Kiss they did not. Did. Okay. You're thinking of Kiss. No, Sticks members like JY did like three solo okay. albums. Tommy's done solo albums. But, but Kiss did. Dennis, every member of Kiss. Every member of Kiss, because I think they were breaking up and it was competitive. Because then Ace started putting out hit songs with Kiss. Uh, and then I think they all wanted, I think it was kind of Gene and Paul's message to the other guys. Like, without us, you can't make it. So let's all put out solo albums and see which one does the best. Oh, got a little competition. And they released them in the same day. And Ace's was the best. I think <laughs> then Paul and Gene and then Peter, you know, the drummer. Because Peter had hits too with Kiss. Yeah. Hard Luck Woman, um, or not Hard, yeah, Hard Luck Woman. What was the other one? Beth. So they all had hits, and I think they all thought they could go out on their own and be big stars, and I think it was Gene and Paul's kind of message, like, you're not bigger than the band. Did Gene, did he have a an album that was titled A-Hole? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if he did or not, but I thought he did. So let's throw this out there, and we have it on social media. You can go to the Torganelli Twitter feed. Eight two one ninety six ninety six. Your favorite band's worst album. Like, what was the worst album of your favorite band? Sticks has to be if you're a Sticks fan. Kilroy was it's here. It's Kilroy series because it was a concept album from a band that was a rock band that doesn't do. I understand like Operation Mindcrime, Queensrÿche because it kind of fits, and it wasn't totally like wuss out because it was like a rock album. Yeah, it was great. And then they followed it up with the uh, Empire. That was a, Empire was a great album. The whole thing was, yep. R- top to bottom. I loved both of them. Yep. So Queensryche does a concept album, and then they follow up with the, just another kick-ass album, like a rock album. And that's good for yeah. a band to do that. Dude, I'd like to hear Jet City Woman. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or Silent Lucidity. Uh, mm. Aerosmith. Too slow in the morning, Christy. Okay. Christy, you know my rule about slow songs no before Pink 10 Floyd. No, Nothing no. slow. I like Pink Floyd. Just don't like slow songs before 10. Love Silent Lucidity. Just don't want to hear it before 10. Now, Aerosmith, a lot of people bag on this, and it's not one of my favorites, Nine Lives. Even though it had the hits, the hits on it, I just don't think it, it was. What were the hits on that? Oh, God, Living on the Edge, Crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I had that. Yeah. Was that after Get a Grip? Yes. Okay, yeah, I because Aerosmith came back. And the number's 8219696. And I think it was like Love in an Elevator, right? That was their big song mm-hmm. to come back. Like the video was going down, Mr. Tyler. And it was the girl in the video from, do you remember National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Yeah. And the hot chick who was the bra 
Say, oh, in the lingerie department, lingerie depa- as Clark I, is buying. I yeah. think it was that girl. Oh, well, there you go. In the video. If not, I'm just a super perv and I'm just imagining it. But that kind of brought him back. And you're right. It kind of got worse. It just, it just it got so poppy. I mean, they were um, in the throes of heroin addiction and all the things that they did in the 70s. And then they come out with this very popish. Yeah. 8219696. What's the worst album from your favorite band? Or maybe they're not your favorite. You just like this band and they came out and with they, this and album. And you're like, what? Ugh. Jay, go ahead. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Good. 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 So Rush's Roll the Bones just didn't cut it for me. Yeah. It's just, I'm a huge Rush fan. I love Rush. But that album just kind of went away from their, you know, their regular music. I just wasn't a fan of that album. Wasn't Roll the Bones the only hit from that that received radio play? That was the only one. Yes, that was the only one that, that got on the radio. Because I tell you what, and, Jay, with Rush... You were super excited from like 1980 all the way through to hear Rush albums. And you're right that when you put on that album and I'm not, I like Rush, but I don't like know every, you know, 2112, I had fly by night, uh, moving pictures, but I remember roll the bones, just buying it and listening to the album at Craig Pluta's house going, oh man, this is not the Rush. It was presto. Um, I was just. I was so disappointed because I'm a huge, I have every Rush album and listen to Rush, and when it comes on the radio, I crank it up. But that one just just did nothing, man. I just wasn't impressed. Yeah, Presto was right you know? before yeah, that. I Presto think Presto was before. It. Yeah, yeah, Presto was Presto was great. Yep. And you know, from the, the music that three guys put out, that one just that, that went away from their from their genre and music that they put out, and it just just didn't cut it. Well, when you think about it, and thanks for the call, Jay, when you think about when Rush came out, every album pretty much when they started Rush, the self-titled album, they came through every album. Grace Under Pressure was good. Moving Pictures Like Signals was good. They kind of had a run of like 10 kick-ass albums. They did. Every time Rush released one, everyone was excited. And, and then, then there's the turd. Yeah, and wasn't Counterparts pretty good? Um, Or am I thinking of... After Counterparts. When did Clockwork Angels come out? That was 2012. Yeah. That was way after. Maybe it's Vapor Trails I was thinking of that was pretty good. I don't know, Christy. They all move. When you get older, they all kind of They get to meld together. together. 821-9696, the worst album iconic bands put out. Let's go to Bobby. What's up, Bobby? Hey, what's up, guys? What's, what's up, happening? Uh, not much on my way to work. So you mentioned Pink Floyd, and I was getting ready to call. They've always been one of my favorite bands. I mean, I've seen all the, you know, uh, little bands that play them stuff. But Umagama, I cannot stand that that album. <laughs> that gives me a migraine. They couldn't even play that in concert. I don't even think the guys themselves, all in Pink Floyd, if they actually got back together, they could actually do that again. They can't recreate that. What was the uh, album? Help me out. What was the album before that? Uh, Umagumo, God, that came out before 1970. I I think Umagumo was like one of their first. Yes, it is. Yeah, the late 60s, I think. Gotcha. So they were a band that their earlier stuff, their later stuff kind of propelled them and their early stuff gross. Early stuff just very experimental, just very. To me, I mean, we all know they were the psychedelic band, Mm -hmm. and Roger Waters can say he's never done drugs, but I call crap on that. Yeah. But I I, I think, to me, I've always told my buddies that know Floyd, too, 
to me, it just sounds like they all got really high and just started beating on their on their instruments. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. I think a lot of bands do that. Yeah. 821 40th anniversary of Kilroy was here. And the they say it's the the album that destroyed Sticks really didn't, but it was kind of destroyed their momentum because they had so many hits. So we're taking your calls eight two one ninety six ninety six. Give us your favorite band or a good band's worst album. Your calls next. QFM ninety six. Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic for this morning again. You're right there, Christy. <laughs> I didn't know where we were right now. Uh, actually, your uh, QFM 96 uh, Sears Heating and Cooling Weather. Sears Heating and Cooling, 100% relief, 0% financing. Yeah, we're going to have sunshine today. 81, uh, enjoy this last uh, breath of summer. Partly cloudy tonight, a low 56 and sunshine. Warmer for Thursday and a high 84. It is 58 right now. QFM 96 Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic, accident-free. And that's traffic. Chuck Panazzo's birthday from Stixie 75, one of the founding members of the band. And there's an article today in one of the rock publications because it's his birthday and the 40th anniversary of Kilroy was here being released. Uh, not today, but this year. And they kind of call it the album that destroyed Sticks. Obviously, they're, you know, tongue in cheek there because band was on a run. That concept album comes out. Tommy Shaw quits the band. JY did a solo album. They were uh, they were done for six years. Came back together. I think they did, and that wasn't that when Dennis did like Desert Moon and all that. That I think that's when we had Dennis in studio, where he brought. This is when we were downtown on uh, High Street, Chestnut and High, and he brought his keyboard and his people in, and it was the most pretentious morning ever. Yeah, he just think his sh didn't stink. He wasn't the night. I think he's lightened up. Well, I think I he know. has too. I don't know though, because you hear stories like I thought he was li- lightened up, and then someone told me a story at the Sticks concert, and I go, "When was that?" They go, two years ago." I go, "No, well, okay." Well, but, I, also Dennis DeYoung, he had a problem. He said that he was allergic to the lights on yes, stage or something yes, like. Remember that? He couldn't tour, and then there yeah. was the big lawsuit. And I get concept albums. Everyone has, you know, almost every band artist has a concept album in their library. But yeah, Kilroy was here was just oof, oof. So we're taking your calls eight two one ninety six ninety six. The worst album from your favorite band doesn't have to be in order either. Could be the first one. Could be the third one. Let's go to Rick. What's up, Rick? Hi, Rick. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. good. What you got for us? Uh, Def Leppard Slang. Oh, I don't even remember that well. There's a reason. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that just it went completely away from their style and their sound or whatever. It just, it was horrible. When was it released? Oh, um, I, I, I had a feeling you were going to ask me that. Um, I couldn't even tell you how long ago it was. But I, I know, I mean, I think their, their best song off of that was the, the, the song Slang. And again, it just went completely away from their their whole sound. What were they trying to do? You know what? I'm not really sure. That was that, you know <laughs> I don't what? think they uh, even knew. Well, because some, and yeah. we'll bring 96. this up, Rick. Sometimes you're right. When bands change their sound, it's, you know what? That was after uh, Adrenalize. That was, so it was Hysteria, Adrenalize, and then Slang. So you probably looked forward to that one. Because oh, yeah. hysteria, I don't care what anyone says. In nineteen, like from nineteen eighty-seven to nineteen eighty-nine, that was the biggest thing going in rock. Oh, that every every song on that album is is absolutely wonderful. So 
yeah, you go from that album and then you go to like it starts playing and it was just horrible. And didn't they, they, didn't they do another uh, album? It was like uh, a number uh, X. No, it was X. Yeah, X. Yeah. Which yeah, one was yeah. the covers? They, that? Songs did, from the Sparkle Lounge? No, they did they did a all covers. Yeah, it was uh yeah. They did an all yep. covers album. Yep. A lot of bands yeah, now, do that. Now now the new one that they've got, um, you know, where they've done it with the symphonies, that's not too bad. They've got several good songs on there, but yet, you know, you can still recognize those from you know, their hit songs or whatever. But yeah, like I said, slang was the absolute worst. Yeah. All right. A, Thanks, Rick. All Appreciate right. it. Well, I'll have to not check that out. <laughs> eight eight two one ninety six ninety six. So we were talking off the air, and I I walked into the studio and I said, Christy, do you remember Motley Crue? We're on such a row. Too fast for love. Shout at the devil. Theater of pain, man. When I was in elementary school, couldn't get enough. Let's, let's you know, girls, let's, girls, girls. Doctor Feelgood. Yes, nineteen eighty nine. Doctor Feelgood. Oh yeah. Right. And then I said, what was the one where they wore the pigs on their face in the album? <laughs> what did I tell you? Generation Swan. Oh, and that was their first album post John Karabi, because Karabi, after Vince left, Karabi did one album with them, which I didn't think was too bad. Uh, and then they brought Vince back, so it was going to be the reunion. Oh, Motley Crue is back, and this was this was five years after Doctor Feelgood, and they wore the pig masks, and it was just horrible. And they changed their sound. Uh huh. Well, yeah, they it were trying to compete bad. with grunge. Yeah, it was 1997. Bad. They had a nice little run there, though, selling out, doing a stadium tour, but that was just awful. Let's go to John. What's up, John? Hey, man, I got Alice Cooper Special Forces. <laughs> uh, you guys probably even never heard of that. I have never even heard I, of it. I have not. <laughs> yeah, man, me and my buddy, I only ever heard it one time. We were hanging out, tripping, and uh, it <laughs> well, was Well, that could have been man. it. <laughs> no, it was, it was terrible. We laughed for like 45 minutes the whole time. It was, But he had a string of bad ones in the 80s. Oh, yeah. I was bad. Zipper catch his skin was bad. Oh, you know what? Uh, I th- I think I do remember in an interview with Alice Cooper that the that he even knew that album was bad because he was uh, he was still in the throes of his alcoholism. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was before or after he got sober, but yeah, it was. Yeah, terrible. it was it was one, before yeah. he got sober. Yeah, well, the that one, explains I'll a lot. Before I go, is uh, Ozzy Osbourne Ultimate Sin? I never could get down with that one. I love all his other ones, but. Really? Ultimate Sin was bad. I didn't like it. Gotcha. Thanks, John. Hey, that's it's your opinion, yeah. You know what happened with bands though? You had a big difference in sound. Seventies, early eighties, and then the hairspray rock started coming in like eighty five. And it was really hard for bands to pivot and then adjust. Some just did their own thing and then survived. Some bands tried to do like Kiss and Crazy Nights. And tried to do the ballads. Remember Kissed It Forever, that song Forever, and Hold Your Heart? I remember Hold Your Heart. I don't remember the other one. Oh, Forever was a huge hit, but it was just so bad. (laughs) And so some bands tried to do, remember um, Asylum by Kiss? Yes. Tears are falling in the oh, video. Tears are fa- oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So the video- <laughs> bad. Well, let's let's be honest. Videos, music videos of the 80s were just horrific. But the song was bad. But Kiss- that, was the, that was the era. How many times has Kiss sold out? Well, we got two shows coming up here. No, no, no. Kiss sold out oh, as a sold band. Oh, sold out as a band. Gotcha. Like, sold out. 
Well, that's Gene. That's Gene just trying dynasty. to hold on. Dynasty. They do discos out and Kiss changes their does dynasty. The only one who made disco work at least try was the Stones. And which one was that? Oh, Beast of Burden. Okay, Some yeah. girls, yeah. But that wasn't heavy disco like Dynasty was. Oof. Gives me chills just thinking about putting in Dynasty. <laughs> Let's go to Roger. What's up, Roger? Hey, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So, the worst album by a big name band, <laughs> In Through the Outdoor by Led Zeppelin. Oh, I. Well, okay, it's your opinion. I, that, dog, that song, Hot Dog? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, that is a nice little surprise on that album, but In Through the Outdoor, uh, not my favorite Zeppelin, I will give you that, but still, I don't think it's bad. Okay. All right. Thanks, Roger. You <laughs> Thank stick you. with it. You stick with that, Yeah, Roger. Hot Dog, yeah. It's, that's... 8219696, your band's worst album. Let's go to John. What's up, John? John. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm just dandy. Um, I am a massive Rush fan, just like just uh, just like the first caller. However, I need to disagree with him a little bit. Roll the Bones is actually kind of, kind of my sentimental favorite. So okay. The album that the uh, the the uh, um, the album that I personally think that Rush almost fell apart was Caress of Steel. Uh, was, you got to be a real Rush fan. Yeah, Caress of Steel. That's one of Jimmy's favorites, actually. Uh, I just find that one just kind of difficult to follow because uh, I think lyrically that's when Neil was really into his uh, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien period. And I'm like, I cannot understand Lord of the Rings at all. I just lost a lot of your listeners. But Yeah, isn't but, that uh, the album that had the song was called, ne- I think, Necromancer or something? Uh, yeah. And songs of a band that I think there was actually a song called Rivendell on there. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I personally just find Caress of Steel difficult to follow. All right. Thanks, John. Not familiar with that one. Yeah, that's uh, Maybe it was I mid-70s. Away. Maybe I'm the smart one. It was, uh, it was truly a musician's album. All right. Let's give you a couple to wrap up here. Um, Boston, stage three, third stage. Yeah. Did that have Amanda on it? Yes. Okay. Because of the, I, and I think it's because of the hype of Boston. Because they hadn't released anything in so long. From it was eight years. Yeah. And Boston, and then the second one, so good, and the hype too, because you heard that Boston was finally coming out with a new album, so you're like super excited for it. And then when it came out, Amanda was hit on the radio, and you're thinking, well. They got to put out a better song than Amanda. Let me buy the album and listen to it. And yeah, that and that was that was, it. and there was really nothing else on that album. And that song wasn't good either. Mm-mm. Bad. Well, okay, you know my favorite band, The Who, which okay. they are. I love The Who, but Christy, don't back down and and cater to the small minority who are angry with you. Say you saw The Who in concert and they sucked. They sucked this last time. But the Who album. Treatment. Hi, I'm Christy. Hi, Christy. <laughs> I saw the Who and they sucked, and it, it's all right. The Who, it's hard. I can't even tell you what a song was on that album. But well, yeah, the Who, it's hard, really bad. Where's Jerry? <laughs> it it it's kind of flaccid, I guess, for the album. Yeah. Uh huh. Insert Jerry. Ah, uh, remember G and R? That's not democracy. any better. Yes, yeah, not it. That's not it. <laughs>
<laughs> Let's not insert Jerry, okay? <laughs> no, Chinese democracy. That's like 15 how, years. Yeah, waited for that forever, and it came out, and you're like, we waited 15 years for this? Oh, so bad. Well, and the it- only thing we got now is the new song that we're playing. What is it? Uh, perhaps from Guns N' Roses that came from those sessions, mm. and that might be the best song on the album. And they, they didn't release. And they didn't release it. Wow. Yeah, that GNR was. Because you heard about it. Wasn't he holding on to it? Oh, for, yeah, because milking it for everything it was worth. And no one was on that except for Axel, correct? He was the only one. Yeah. So it wasn't any Slash or any of the other guys. That is bad. Well, thanks for the calls. We'll keep it up on Twitter or X. Maybe throw it on Facebook. By the way, we got uh, Danny chimes in. And one hot minute from Red Hot Chili Peppers, the one with Aeroplane. Remember that? I saw this weird thing online. To like, they called Red Hot Chili Peppers like uh, Nostradamus. Like, take a listen to the lyrics of Californication of what's going on today, and it was 25 years ago. Read the lyrics. And then look what's going on today. It kind of lines up? Yes. Oh, I'm going to have to do and that right I, now. And then I went online and I looked at it and I was like, holy crap. Yeah, kind of creepy. Oh. oh. Yeah. Pay your surgeon well to break the spell of aging. Edge of the, the world. Hollywood. He talks about Hollywood yeah. doing it. Yeah. A lot of stuff on there. A lot of stuff. So keep them going. We're on Twitter. We posted the topic, your band's least favorite album. News is brought to you by Borgata Pizza Cafe. Soak up some sun on Worthington's best patio with their amazing happy hour specials. We know social media can be a very powerful influence, and it's really, really good at getting people to make impulse buys. Research from Bankrate finds that almost 50% of social media users say they have made an impulse purchase of something that they saw on social media. 68% say they regret at least one of those purchases bought. And by the way, impulsively buying products seen on social media last year, average person spent $754. That's a little too much. Uh, And by the way, you guys are worse than women because men tend uh, to buy a little bit more. The average guy spent almost $1,000 on their impulse buys. Women, $500. Yeah, because they have cool man stuff. Like yesterday I saw it. I almost pulled the trigger. It was $79. And my advice to people, if you see a product that you like on social media, just go to Amazon to see if it's a legit product. Yeah. But this is a legit product. So you take your piece of wood, you put it in the cylinder, and there's like kind of like a splitter underneath. And then you take a little mallet or push it in, and then it it's, splits up your wood for like kindling. It makes the, if you can't fit a piece of wood in your fireplace, this makes the wood, you know, it splits it in a third. So yeah, take a mallet, you knock this thing down, and the wood splits. So if you have a bigger piece of wood, it'll take can, care of it. You put it makes in the, it more manageable. Yeah. So did you buy it? No. Okay, why not? Because we're money's tight now. Okay. I tell you, I everybody get this. spends money except for Daddy, <laughs> and Daddy's getting mad. People are spending too uh, much money. You know, it's funny you say that because yeah, Mama ain't spending money either. Well, she is on wedding stuff. Times are to man things. The prices of things are just, and if you have a kid now, prices of everything is just insane. Go out to eat. 
doing anything. It is just uh, it's just getting out of control. Kids meals are like eight ninety nine now. Uh, you, have to work, you have to work like two jobs, honest to to survive now. That it's, was a talk. Somebody uh, actually put that on TikTok and getting railed for it, talking about uh, things are getting so expensive. They are a- actually are ordering kids meals at restaurants instead of full adult portions. Some restaurants don't allow you to do that. Yeah, that's true. you got to be under a certain age. Yeah. But if you were in a drive-thru, how would they know? Exactly. And what's good is McDonald's is bringing back Pokemon for the kids' meals for their happy Are meals. They? Yeah. Oh, God, there you go. just drive you insane. There you go. Well, we got the Waterworks 1K Workday keyword after ZZ Top. You could be one word away from winning $1,000 with the Waterworks 1K Workday. I'm going to give you the keyword. You go to QFM96.com and you enter that keyword before midnight. Your chance to win $1,000 every weekday when you play, you increase your chances of winning Monday through Friday. It's the Waterworks 1K Workday giving you the chance to put 1000 in your pocket. Get complete rules, details, QFM96.com. Today's word, coin. C-O-I-N. Coin. <laughs> Sorry. I have some coins in my pocket. Lots of coin. You you jingle jangle with those coins in your pocket. I'm just reading what they tell me. I know. Spell it out. Use it in a sentence. I could do worse and read their sentence. Coin. C-O-I-N. Christy will have another one between 11 and 11.15. 2 and 2.15. Arch 5 and 5.15. You know, you were talking about, and I'm getting all these messages on Molly's game, and apparently... Michael Sarah's character, Toby Maguire. Yeah, plays Toby because he's player X. Yeah, I guess Toby Maguire is a big baller. And then Ben Affleck, Affleck can play himself because he is, he a, is big, a huge yes. he's a huge gambler. Huge poker player. And then what did we learn by law enforcement, Christy, at the break? Okay, so thank you. Uh, don't tell. Okay. Don't rat the I, officer out. I, I won't, <laughs> but we get a call from a good friend of the show uh, that it is only illegal house gambling if the house takes a cut. Okay, so my poker games are legal. But Mo- what if you win? Then Mo- the house keeps the money. <laughs> money doesn't leave the house, though, because we always win. Me or my wife. Yeah. And then we donate it to the human fund. Yeah, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like if everybody buys in for 50 bucks, but 10% of that goes to the house no matter what. Yes. That's then that's illegal. That's yeah. illegal. What, what else did you call not cut? What else? A rake. A rake. That's what it's called? Yep. Uh, well, see, I go. I defer to the. Oh, Rich has lost thousands oh. gambling, and probably won thousands gambling. It's a, it's an up and down battle. Of course, it is. Yeah. It's his addiction. Uh, it's a roller coaster. Well, no, it's not. Would you say it's an addiction? Yes. No, because I know when to stop. But I've played poker at a place where I saw people buying in with scratch off tickets. Oh man, that's an addiction. Or, the or, illegal game in Lancaster. He was there. Yeah. Or putting Lancaster. jewelry in as a collateral. They got yeah. a watch. They got here's the keys to my Tesla. What? For whatever reason, he you had about six scratch-off okay, tickets of hundreds on them, and he nice. bought in with those. Oh, hey, we'll take anything. So we are talking about Molly's game, and then Oppenheimer is the number one grossing docu-movie, you know, biopic, you would say. Did you see, and th- this is true, you can go to our podcast page, the Torgan Elliott podcast page, QFM96.com. We had the prosecutor, remember Making a Murderer? Remember that documentary on Netflix, everyone? And if you don't think for a second they don't take documentaries and have an agenda. Remember uh, Katie Couric did that gun documentary? Like, oh, Katie Couric's doing a gun doc. Well, he was, yeah, cited to anti-gun. Now, make documentaries and, you know, give you one point of view or 
want you to think something like making a murder. And then we had that prosecutor on, and we did this interview, folks. Oh, yeah. Did you and I did that interview? 25 yeah. minutes. We only aired 10 minutes, and we aired the unaired version on the podcast page where he talked about all the evidence and all the stuff in the trial that they did not mention in the documentary. Now, obviously, Stephen Avery's guilty because he's not out of jail. And it was him and his, his nephew. Yes. And he told us in the interview of how many things that pointed to his guilt that was not in the documentary, that the the makers of the documentary had an agenda because he was actually charged for a murder and he got off with new DNA evidence. Didn't he spend like 14 years in yes. jail? And that was the whole purpose of the documentary was, that, hey, this, this is an innocent guy in jail. But you were bringing up the Candace Owens, her new. No, I did. It. Okay, I, sorry. I brought it up. So this is what I was going to get to. She and I, listen, put your big boy pants on here and don't get offended. A lot of times when people have a different political view than you, you get all your panties up in up in the bunch here. I don't know what Candace Owens' views are. I know she's right wing, but I couldn't tell you how right wing, left wing, whatever. She has a new docu-series out where she exposes the documentaries and then gives you the truth in the documentaries. So her first one, and I read this, her first one is making a murderer. And she exposes, much like we did, the BS in making a murder. Because you watch making a murder and you say, this dude is innocent, correct? Well, we all did. It's like, what a travesty. This poor guy been in prison. You know, the evidence, it doesn't it doesn't stack up. Turns out we were duped. Yes. Yeah, and then was... we d- interviewed this guy. And it was so long, the interview, we couldn't air it. But then Christy and I left going, this guy's guilty as hell. Yeah. You know, he had bleached. He bleached his jeans. That wasn't in the documentary. Where at right after the murder, he bought this bleach and he had stains on his on his jeans, so he bleached his jeans to hide like the blood stains on. So his then it jeans. just looked like a bad a bad fashion faux yeah. pas from the eighties. So there was so much evidence that they didn't talk to, but just uh, I don't know. Some of you will be so angry with your political views that you won't check this out. But I haven't checked it out yet. But I'm kind of interested in. This documentary where they take a documentary and you think someone's innocent or you think someone's guilty. So this is the first in her series. I wonder what her next one will be. Like which documentary they yeah. tackle next? Yeah, they tackle next. This one's like several. I'm two episodes into it. What's okay. her first one? Making a Murderer? Yes. And then what's the second one? I have no idea. Oh, it's two episodes of Making a Murderer? Yeah, they, yeah this oh, is okay. a whole series on just the Making a Murderer oh, thing. Oh, right okay, now. gotcha. So okay. she does five Episodes yeah, it's a on making a murder. Yeah, so I'm two episodes into her exposing the faults in the making a murderer documentary, and it's not about trying to prove he's guilty or innocent. It's it's about Netflix showing Netflix and media and how they don't give all the information. Well, yes, that's kind of her she, point of view. And she was kind of like calling for Netflix to give because they won Emmys over, yeah, over that. Well, but but they should win Emmys if it's it's not a. I don't think they're saying everything in this documentary is true. I think they're telling a story and they're slanting it to make you believe he's innocent. Isn't that good documentary making? Where if you go walk away watching something and you go, oh, that's true. And then you buy in when it's really not. Isn't that kind of her? Isn't that good filmmaking? Yeah. Even though it is a documentary. You can't really blame. I guess you can't blame Netflix for what people want to run with in their head. Yeah. Or make. Right. Like you take it, tell people it's based on a true story, and then if people in their mind want to go, oh, he's innocent or guilty or whatever opinion they form off of that, it's 
that's on the person watching. Yeah, it. isn't it your job as a person to watch a documentary that and go? Isn't it you know? Because there's docu- but if the way that it's presented and at the time you don't know that they're not giving you all their information, you're taking that documentary well, at face value. Because you're dumb. Then. Oh, no, it has you're nothing uninformed. to do with being dumb. Yes, it is. You're uninformed. No, if you are watching that documentary and it's being presented to you in a way where you don't know again what information they're leaving out or not, you're taking it at face value and you walk away going, "Oh yeah, the guy's innocent." Doesn't mean you're dumb. It's mean that's no, you're uninformed. They. they they fooled us. Listen, when they... You're when, absolutely uninformed, though, because you don't have the information on the other side. If, uh, you're taking uninformed as a negative way, Christy, not a you're uninformed. When I say uninformed, I mean you don't know the other side. But you're I think uninformed. when you first watched that, especially that documentary, everyone was on board going, yeah, this guy's innocent. Yes. Well, yeah, but nothing's come out. So, you know, we would have all watched Tiger King and that bitch Carol Baskin. And- yes. No, you knew Joe exactly. Wasn't innocent, right? Though. Exactly. You knew that, so but no they, one believes him. Nobody has gone. Candace Owens hasn't. No, they did a documentary on her though, on Carol Baskin. Yes, yes. yes. And that, so that's up to you though to go watch that and then make your yes. own. yes. And the dead husband who might be dead, not dead, where the FBI says now yeah, he the eaten by a tiger. The, yes, eaten by a tiger. The fed him to the tiger. No, right? but he's, he, living, they, he's living on an island. He just wanted to get away. The FBI claims that they got had contact with him, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But then you don't know if the FBI is telling the truth. Oh, well, especially now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You Makes to... you think, because I don't believe anything on the internet. How many times do we read a story and then... Someone will be nice enough to go, hey, this isn't. We're getting better. This? We're getting better we at are. that. Yes. Because politics is Because we all... don't believe anything anymore. <laughs> I do not, man. I, politics is the same way. You could Someone could convince you, a politician, that this is the truth, and then it's really not the truth. But you want to believe it, right? You want to believe Stephen Avery's innocent. So you want to believe he's innocent, so you go with it. Yeah, I think people can't wrap their head around sometimes. Why would somebody do this? There's just people in the world that do stuff. Yeah. My favorite politician, he's a Democrat. He couldn't be guilty. Or He cares about a, the people. He's a Republican. She he cares be, about the people. He can't be dirty. There's aliens. Oh, now, okay, don't even go there. Don't do Bigfoot now. Yes. I know you're going go, there. I know going you're there. going to Bigfoot. But I sent, I sent the picture it. last night. Let's end it before we go to Bigfoot. Thank you. Michael Evans next. Michael Evans Report, brought to you by Dormar Heating and Cooling, your climate hero. Talk to me, Michael. Hi, Come Mike. Come on now. Come on. Uh, Love Nuggets, Kevin Costner and his ex, Christine, are divorced. A good guesstimate. Uh, Both will pay their own attorney fees. They will split the property. Kevin will pay for life and health insurance for her and the kids. And Kevin will also pay a little under $75,000 a month in child support. She gets four automobiles. And basically, you can call this, for Kevin, this is the screwing he gets for the screwing he got. Right there. Did he cheat? Uh, nobody seems to talk about that. I think that both of them sort of wandered off the reservation, but I don't know. Gotcha. Hey, people forget that Katy Perry had a bunch of hit singles and five huge el- uh, albums. <laughs> I mean, when when I read that she sold her entire catalog and library for $225 million, that's like just half of what Bob Dylan, Katy Perry had that much success? I, I had forgotten. Wow. That's a lot of money. That is that's a lot, a lot of money. Lot of money. Uh, odds and ends, if you didn't see it, I want to tell you about it. Last week, Jennifer Garner saw a barefoot homeless guy in a wheelchair. She stopped, gave him food and drink, put socks on his feet, tried to give him her shoes. 
when they didn't fit, a paparazzi who was watching came over and gave the man his shoes. Jennifer Garner, Mark Wahlberg are two of the most generous celebrities in Hollywood. Garner regularly hosts uh, huge food drives for the homeless in Boston and Los Angeles. You know, in a town, Hollywood this has overpaid, overpampered, oversexed celebrities. What a breath of fresh air. Yeah. When are they going to talk, Mike? Have you heard anything new on that? Uh, they were supposed to talk yesterday, and I guess they broke it off early, so who knows. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to celebrate two birthdays today. One birthday is the Los Angeles Coliseum. The Coliseum's 100 years old. The other birthday is me. It's my birthday today. Hey, happy birthday, Mike. Thank happy thank birthday. You. And you're 27. That's right. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Coliseum because if you've never been there, it's such an incredible place. 100 years old now. My first assignment as a Cub reporter at KFWB, I was 17 years old. I was assigned to cover the Billy Graham Crusade. Six nights, 100,000 people there every night. As a kid, I saw my first Major League Baseball game at the L.A. Coliseum when the Dodgers were playing there. Uh, my first World Series, and of course, the Chargers, the Rams, the Raiders, Super Bowls, USC, UCLA, the 1984 Olympics. And they had great, great concerts at the Coliseum. The Stones, the Dead, U2, the Boss. I mean, really, if you've never been there, it's a great piece of history and a great venue. Have you been there? Yes, I uh, produced Arizona State football. Oh. And been to the Rose Bowl, the Coliseum. Yep. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. The uh, It's an iconic uh, stadium, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. You Rose, Bowl's, a- Rose Bowl's cool, too. Yeah, the Rose Bowl's cool, too. But for the Coliseum, you need, you need a gun to get in and out of there, though. <laughs> yes. Pretty yes. bad neighborhood. Yes. So what I've decided to do since it's my birthday is I'm going to win the $672 million lottery today. Nice. And I'm going to send you guys like $10 million. Each? Oh, now he's getting he's – getting, <laughs> uh, what the hell, maybe maybe each. All right. Oh, Is this the Powerball or the Mega? I can't remember. I think it's the Powerball. Okay. I, I don't know which one it is. I just go on which one it has the biggest, but I know one of them is six, $672 million michael if it gets over 500 million i'm in there you go yep. we're well, gonna go buy a ticket and i expect some money from you too absolutely hey have a great day we'll talk to you tomorrow see ya all right let's go with your hot five audio cuts spitting chicklets podcast they were the guys who started first reported mike babcock and the phones and grabbing players phones and because of which babcock has stepped down while well, they had their first episode since all this came about Last week, we said what we said in the podcast, and obviously we were very animated about it, and we did so based on what I had heard at that point. Never did I call for Babcock to get fired on the last podcast. I didn't give a flying f*** if he stuck around. Babcock's future didn't lie in my hands. It lied in the hands of the younger players, in which he did even worse to that didn't come out and that still has been under wraps in which probably because they want to protect these guys and just what they should be doing focusing on hockey my biggest ask here moving forward is any media member that steps around the team don't ask him about this anymore leave these players alone this happened before training camp the right guy is in the position now in pascal vincent if you're thinking oh this is cancel culture no this is a guy who's been known to do this doing the exact same after going away for four years who just didn't learn his lesson. We don't want to see these younger players grow through this bullshit anymore. And we think that with this situation coming out, it's going to send a message to that old boys club. 
But you did it, dude. Yeah. You reported it. Yeah. You knew that, hey, I'm breaking the story. You threw Boone Jenner under the bus. What do you think that's going to do to him? So you can't just play, leave these players alone because you opened up the can, dude. So what do you think? It was a hazing of some sorts no, to these younger the, players? The I know phone. that, but he was talking about other incidents that they're uh, not talking about with the younger players. It's, it's, it's go back and Google what he did to other players and back in the day. Mike Madano, uh, Johan Franzen. Uh, yeah, you just go back and just Google it. It's funny. He says the the right guy is in there now, and which you know, hopefully Vincent does well. But do you work for the Blue Jackets? Who are you to just play this? Where okay, we're going to unseat a coach and see or play our, our hand guy. in unseating yes. a coach. And they made it a perv thing. That's yeah. the problem I had with it. I didn't doubt that it was true. They made it as Bobcat Bobcat uh, Babcock. Babcock is a perv. And that's what Mike Commodore did. He's a perv. He's a sexual predator. No, he's not. He's an a hole. He literally he said he was saying that yes. Mike Commodore was actually saying yes. that. So yeah, it was. He, you hired an a hole coach who would use tactics, who had a propensity to do this stuff in the past. Who did things to players in the in the past that made him an a hole. And now the they're backtracking. Yes. Well, and now that fired. it's all done. And all said, leave the young guys alone. No, you open the can of worms, dude. I don't know if it's going to get out. It, it probably will. But when you open that can of worms, all this stuff comes out, and you got to deal with it now. Like, Boone Jenner's got to be pissed as They hell. can't just wash their hands of it no, at this point. No, they started it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, clip number two. Deion Sanders talks about some pretty nasty threats against the Colorado State player and said uh, there is no place for that. Henry Blackburn is a good player who played a phenomenal game. He made a tremendous uh, hit on Travis on the sideline. You could call it dirty. You could call it he was just playing the game of football. But whatever it was, it does not constitute that he should be receiving death threats. That that's This is still a young man trying to make it in life, a guy that's trying to live his dream and hopefully graduate with honors or degree, uh, committed to excellence and go to the NFL. He does not deserve a death threat over a game. At the end of the day, this is a game. This day and age. Yeah, <laughs> Just, people it's... at social media, the Alexander Madison racist comments to him. I mean, it's social media is messy, man. It's good on him for saying that, though. Did you see where Dion said the because of everything they have going on there, it made Colorado $18 million? Wow. Just in the one weekend. Wow. Jeez. Little Wayne comes out and rocks in the locker room and they and his mama's out. All right, so him, what kind of what kind of prompt bets we make and what's he gonna do this week? They <laughs> it's will gonna lose. bring out. Yeah, they're gonna lose. It's if they cover or not. Boy, if they win, it's gonna be really out of control. If they beat Oregon on the road, it's a spread twenty, something like that. We'll find out Brandon Lang on Friday what he thinks. Well, all right. Cut number three, there's a conspiracy. That Pennsylvania Senator Fetterman is not really him. There's pictures out there on social media. He shaved the mustache. his mustache. His head shaped differently. If you don't know who he is, he's the his guy. His ears who beat, don't stick out as much. Yeah, he's the guy who beat Doctor Oz, and he wears sweatpants and hoodies. I love the attire. I don't care what his affiliation is. If you show up as a senator in a sweatsuit, you get my two thumbs up. Well, if you're wondering if it's really the same guy, they let him out yesterday to speak, and I think we can all agree it's the same dude. 
to the CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at $74 million, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to, to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, I don't so he was talking about the strike, the UAW strike, and talking about yachts and, oh, oh. It's like if I was elected as official. That'd be great. <laughs> you got the hoodie thing covered. Yeah. I'm going to show yes, up in do. a mustache tomorrow. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Just a mustache. Dude, do you think people, for, and forget his political views, he can't complete sentence. He had a stroke. You yeah, know, yes, but, yes. But he also might not be, we don't know his intelligence level. You know, he had a stroke, but he also could be really dumb. I don't know. He could be super smart. Is there a, is there any uh, video of him talking before he had his stroke, before he won the office? Any. I have not seen any. But much like, our, you know, I wonder if you're from Pennsylvania and just you voted for him. Oh, boy, that's just not a good look. Who keeps taking video of him? There was one of him in the Jeep, like, singing or talking not long ago, too, he, it, like somebody's always there taking video. Well, of, of course they are because they want to get sound clips just like that. Well, I mean, that's media and news. This is like somebody sitting in a Jeep with him. He's driving or listening to the radio. Oh, He deserves extra credit points because he wears sweatpants and hoodies to work and his wife's way more attractive than he is. Outkick the coverage you can, for sure. If, if you lean right or whatever and you want to rip them, go for it. I commend a guy who wears sweat. I'm not talking about his political views, obviously. I'm talking about sweatpants and a hot wife. <laughs> and you're a millionaire. Holy cow, he's that's, six foot eight. Yeah, that's the American. He's six foot he eight. He towers over eight. He almost looks like, uh, well. Isn't that the American dream? You make millions of dollars. You get to wear sweatpants. You, you got you, a hot you uh, spouse. You can't complete sentences, really, for whatever reason. And you got a hot, a hot spouse. Torg, you why just, do people break you just this listed guy your goals. Yeah, why do people hate on this guy? You should say, good for you, guy wearing sweatsuits. <laughs> Clip number four. So in the early music days of Carlos Santana, he had a really hard time getting along with his uh, musician friends because all they wanted to do was uh, smoke dope, and he didn't want to. So what the hell changed? Well, he talked about the first time he did smoke the pot. You know, I've been around marijuana all my life since I was a child, but I never toked. And so I kept telling Ron and Stan, you're building a band around me. And I noticed that they smoke weed and I don't smoke weed. And every time we, they smoke weed, they don't play the same song twice. They play it differently and, and they forget things. And, and I wish they wouldn't smoke pot. Learn the damn song right and play it correctly, you know. And they looked at me like, damn. So they roll a joint about that big and just left it there. I said, we're going to go get uh, some lunch, man. We'll ride back in. So I finally went, okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Cut number five, one of your favorites, Christy Dockin. New single. When's the album coming out? October 27th. October 27th. The new song they released, Gypsy. Stars. And then 
It's going to be their 13th album. Wow. Don Dockin doesn't sound too bad. Does he still have all his hair? There's a little bald spot on the back. That's it? Well, nothing That's wrong okay. with that. That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. And that is your... Your Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic for your Wednesday morning. In the cleanup stages, that injury accident on East Broad Street, just west of Wagner Road. At King's Meadow Lane, no other problems, and that's traffic. News is brought to you by Borgata Pizza Cafe. Soak up some sun on Worthington's best patio and enjoy their amazing happy hour specials. So have you ever received an unwanted nude picture sent to you in a text? If well, you did, I'm sure. you and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about D-pics or, or B-pics, whatever it may be. So Apple's latest iPhone update has a feature to prevent that iOS 17 uh, came out this week. And there's a feature called sensitive content warning. Automatically blurs those photos. So the pic will come through, though, but it's blurry and then has a message on top that says, oh, this may be sensitive. You got to click on a button to see it. I'm sure most people would probably click on it. Anyone with a new enough iPhone to run the latest iOS can do it. Uh, You just have to update and go to settings, privacy and security and then turn it on. Uh, If you happen to be the one sending those nudes, don't worry. Apple says all the censoring happens within the person's phone, so those pics aren't being saved on a server somewhere. Mine comes with a laugh emoji. (laughs) An automatic reply. I wonder if that's because of all the airplane stuff. Have you read it where people are airdropping pictures of themselves to other passengers on the plane? On the plane. I don't know. I've not been on a plane, but I see stories all the time where. Does it have something to do with airplane mode? I I, I don't know. And they just send pictures of their junk to people all over the plane. Randomly. Because that. that Who's the guy in 8B? (laughs) I would turn around. Look at that. According to a new study, guys who post a lot on social media are perceived as. Less manly. Jerry. Researchers found that anyone who posts a bunch of stuff is thought of an attention-seeking and in need of validation. And this, of course, is the opposite of the idea that men should keep their feelings hidden and be self-sufficient. Yeah, I don't post a lot. I repost what we do on the show. You ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Because you need answers. He's inquisitive. You are. Times are tough. You're talking about. Need to save money. Cell phone ban. Plans too much. Cable plans too much. Sending a couple kids to homecoming in college yeah, I, soon. Uh, yeah. Like your boy already went to homecoming. Hard times. Too much money, man. You're spending too much money on kids. Bread. Food. Microsoft's down three points. Oh, no. Is it? I don't know. Oh. Everything's too much. You know how I like to buy low. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cheap. If that stock's down to rock bottom, where do I get in? <laughs> Back on the phone bill, buy more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and a brewery in the UK has now developed a zero alcohol be- uh, beer with superpower plants that supposedly can uplift and elevate your feelings. The non-alcoholic IPA, it's called On Beer, is brewed with stuff like ginseng, guarana, licorice, ugh, and pepper with all the goal of creating a state of exhilaration with no negative downsides. And I would not give that a try. We got tech tickets next hour. A little laughter. Let's do some white. Oh, you, you missed Anchorman 2. Did we say Anchorman 2? Okay. Anchorman 2 is a no. That's where he becomes blind and he has the pet shark. Oh, it's so bad. I think Will Ferrell's the closest. Mm-hmm. And he's not done. I don't know if Bill Bill Murray can have a 
another successful comedy, right? I've got Sandler pulled up if you All want right, those. Give me him. Mixed nuts. No. No. Billy Madison. Yes. Yes. Happy Gilmore. Yes. 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 Bulletproof. No. no. The wedding singer. Yes. yes. I I'll keep track. I got three. The water boy. Yes. yes. Which is on last night. Big Daddy. Yes. Mm, no. no. Little Nicky. Yes. Now I say no. I, I say, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I say no, All but right, we'll go with it. Well, no, okay. we'll give him four. Right. That doesn't count then. Mr. Deeds. No. no. Anger management. No. Yes. No. Fifty first dates. Yes. Oh, come on. That was a great movie. He was good in that. All right. With all of them combined, I'll give you one. All right. Five. The Longest Yard. No. God, that was stupid. That was bad. Click. Yes. No. Yes. No. Oh, yes. We're not letting Click on. Click was such a good movie. Click was better than Blades of Glory. No. Okay. Just let's go. Oh, don't, don't. No. Let's go. Them are fighting words. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Mm. Him and Kevin James. Yes. Boy, we're really setting a bar low for comedies, aren't we? <laughs> when Chuck and Larry's counted. Don't mess with classic. the Zohan. Classic. We're talking classic movies hey, here. Don't yeah. mess with the Zohan where he becomes a no, hairdresser. He's no. the Israeli militant no. and he becomes we're a hairdresser. About classics here. Okay, well. Five. Grown ups. No. No. Just go with it. No. Jack and Jill. Where he plays Jack and Jill. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's my boy. No. no. Okay, see now. We're yeah. at five. I He's think the five. top are Happy Gilmore, I The Wedding Eddie, Singer, Waterboy, and Fifty First Dates. Eddie Murphy beats him. Eddie Murphy might. Boy, Eddie Murphy put a lot of dog crap movies, though. Well, lately he put out, early on, no, not so much dog crap. Later on, yes, when he had to pay the bills. I don't think. And ex-wives. Daycare not doing it for you? I no, don't sorry. think there's better. I think Bill Murray takes it. 48 Hours Trading Places, Beverly Hills Cop, Coming to America, which was hilarious. Boomerang? No. Nutty Professor? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Dr. Doolittle? Yes. That, Bo, okay, Bo, this is... Bowfinger? When... No. <laughs> I liked Bowfinger. You can't count... I did too. You can't count Shrek. The Nutty, the nutty Professor movies is when things started to... He started to get really bad. So I think he's got six. He's got more than Sandler. Oh, God. Do you remember the... What was the Pluto Nash? The Adventures of Pluto Nash? Yeah. That's I when that. I think it was official. The Haunted Mansion was horrible. That's a kid's movie, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, based on the Disney. Family moves into the Haunted How Mansion. How bad was Coming to America 2? I paid How, to watch that. How bad is you people? Did you see that? On I did that, not. Jonah Hill? I did not. I lasted 40. Rich, you see it? I lasted 45 minutes, and I couldn't believe I lasted that long. It was awful. It was a reverse racism movie. He was racist. He hated white people. So it was your typical, like, white people joke type oh, move, okay. like the stuff that's been done for, like, 20 years. Alicia just called and had to go, but she said Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey. Ooh, I just watched Schumann Show. Truman Show. Truman Show's good. And I didn't want to tell my kid I didn't like it. But I agree, I'm in the minority, though. Everybody loves Truman Show. I forgot he was I in Peggy Sue Got the, Married. I'd set the over-under at five and a half for Jim Carrey. Yeah, he. I mean, he's you done. You know a lot. what? If you're betting, I think that's a good, good line. Well, there, let's start Rich. with probably his funniest one, Ace Ventura. Well, no, you got to start in order. Okay, well, or you'll go all over the place. Ace Ventura was the first one, comedy. Ace Ventura, boom. Yeah. The Mask. Yes. Dumb and Dumber. Yes. 
Batman Forever was he, kind of a comedy. Yeah, well, he was the Riddler. Yeah, okay, Cable Guy. There's four. Yes. Liar, Liar. Yes. There's five. Truman Show. Yes. Okay. Man in the Moon. Uh, that was a dramatic role, All but right. still. Me, Myself, Irene. Yes. Boom, done. That's seven. Grinch. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Classic, Rich. Uh, I would go no on Grinch. No, Grinch, uh, I would say yes. Bruce Almighty. Yes. There's eight. Yes, man? No. That was no. one of his, That's right? kind of liar, liar, isn't it? Yeah, a little. I think Liar Liar is a underrated movie. I do too. I like Liar Liar. Well, we got it on there. Kick Ass Two. Oh no. Dumb and Dumber Two. <sighs> He's got eight. Okay. He's third. We're not going to do Chevy Chase. We'll do that off the air. I bet you Chevy Chase is on there though, right? Vacation. Of course, all the vacation, all the vacation yeah. movies. No, Vacation, the Christmas one. The Christmas one is the best. Caddyshack. Oh, of course. Spies Like Us. Oh, God. <laughs> no. No. Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, f- excuse me. Fletch. Fletch. Yeah. I think he's got like five. There yeah. you go. Bill Murray, chime in on social media. We'll put it on the Torgan Elliott Twitter feed. Bill Murray, 73, the king of comic movies. We've got 11 classics from Bill Murray. Will Ferrell is 10. Jim Carrey's eight. Eddie Murphy was what, six, seven? Mm-hmm. There you go. So chime in the Torgan Elliott page. Go to X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Chime in. Let's do a little laughter at 30 after. Brought to you by the Funny Bone. 471 Joker, Columbus.funnybone.com. Just tomorrow, a buddy of mine, Josh Sneed from Cincinnati, is in town. If you haven't seen Josh, he is funny. So sell out Josh tomorrow because he is a good time. Right now, let's hear a little from Josh Wolf. Anybody who has teenage boys, too, knows that they lie, lie, lie. That's all they do. And you know how you know they're lying? Because their mouth is moving. They lie. But here's the thing. Sometimes you don't bust them with all of them. And sometimes their lies are so good that you're almost proud of them. You know what I mean? You're like, and don't do that again. That's my boys, you know? My son's best, he ran a game on me. Ran a game on me. My wife and I. We went to Hawaii for vacation. And my parents came to stay with them. So when we come back, um, we get a direct TV bill a month later, and there's $200 worth of porn charges. And we're looking at the bill, right? My wife and I, and I'm mad. I'm mad, I'm mad mad, right? The dude needs to be taught a lesson because porn is free. Like, how dumb do you have to be? I got porn in my pocket 24 hours a day. I'm worried about him as a human being if he's still paying for porn. That is the dumbest I've ever heard of. I'm worried about him walking around in this world if he's still paying for porn. Like, how is he gonna do that? I tell my wife, I'm like, I gotta go down and talk to him. This is so dumb. But here's the deal, I feel like this is gonna be a quick conversation because his MO when he lies is he'll lie. And then if you just show him facts, he's like, yeah, that was me. And that's it. So I have the facts in my hand. I have the bill in my hand. So I figure it's gonna be a quick conversation. So I go down into his room and I'm like, hey man. And he goes, yo. I go, you know anything about this? And here's how I could tell he was gonna lie to me. Because as soon as I held up the bill, he bent over and he squinted like he couldn't read all of a sudden. He was like, 
just started shaking his head like he had never seen that language before. He was like... And then he said something so ridiculous. He goes, yo, I'm not familiar. I'm like, what the f*** does that mean you're not familiar? You don't recognize English or you don't know what that is? And he goes, I'm not sure what that list of stuff is. I'm like, it's porn. He goes, oh! I go, you don't know anything about that porn? He goes, no. I go, you didn't order that porn? He goes, no. I go, oh, because I'm looking at the dates. Uh, when the porn was ordered, it's when your mom and I were out of town. And the only people at the house were you and grandma and grandpa. <laughs> so it was either you or grandma and grandpa. And he looks right at me and he goes, well, they do like each other a lot. <laughs>